treating people right When the amplifiers are cooled down The guitar's put away I put that pick in the hammer lane And this is what I'll say Well that How did Alice's Restaurant, an 18-minute-long song about garbage, the military, the Vietnam War, and other things, become not just a Thanksgiving tradition, but a Thanksgiving classic? On this episode, we will look back at the history of Arlo Guthrie's most famous song and tell you exactly how it became the standard Thanksgiving song. This is that one show, Anatomy of a Song, Arlo Guthrie's Alice's Restaurant. This song's called Alice's Restaurant. It's about Alice and the restaurant. But Alice's Restaurant is not the name of the restaurant. That's just the name of the song. And that's why I call the song Alice's Restaurant. Alice's Restaurant is probably Arlo Guthrie's most beloved and well-known song. It is a song about garbage, a song about small-town police, a song about the Vietnam War, and a song 18 minutes long and about uh, many other things. The song itself had its conception back in 1965 on Thanksgiving Day when Arlo Guthrie and his friend Rick Robbins were helping clear out the Stark Bridge, Massachusetts home of Alice and Ray Barak. Arlo Guthrie attended a private co-ed boarding school where Alice worked as the librarian and Ray taught carpentry and woodworking. Drawn to their Brock's lifestyle, Guthrie and other students would spend much of their free time at the Brock home, which was a converted former church. And eventually, Alice, a Brooklyn native just like Arlo himself, opened a small restaurant just off of Stockbridge's Main Street. Fently enough, it was a Thanksgiving feast that was prepared by Alice that started the events that were later memorialized in Guthrie's most famous song, a work that captures a young generation's disinfection with bureaucratic stupidity and resonated as an anti-war anthem and 50 years later still captivates audiences with its simple melody and infectious course. On that fateful Thanksgiving day, a dozen or so young people overnighted in sleeping bags on the church's first floor sanctuary while the Brocks occupied the bell tower in the master suite. Appreciating their hospitality, Arlo, on Thanksgiving break from his first and what would end up being his last semester of college, as a forestry major decided the least he could do was help clean up this mess. The junk the guests cleaned out, according to 
Several articles included a divine plus nearly enough bottles, garbage full of paper, and several boxes of other miscellaneous trash that filled a Volkswagen bus. With the city dump closed for the holiday, Arlo and his friends added their trash to a pre-existing heap they saw on the side of a road. And four days later, the two friends, Arlo and his buddy Rick, pled guilty to illegally dumping of rubbish and were each fined $25. They were also ordered to remove the trash from the residential property in which they left it upon Stockbridge Prospect Speak, and they had to do so in a very heavy rain. Inspired by these events, Arlo Guthrie began writing a song about the situation almost immediately afterward that very night, though he didn't think to even put it on paper until informed he needed a copyright. I didn't write a manifesto, he said. I just wrote a song. I simply put my real-life events into context from my perspective. He called it Alice's Restaurant Masquerade, the last word meaning cloacery, a series of absurd events. Guthrie continued to nurture Allison coffee houses and concert venues across the nation, and sometimes these performances would be 35 minutes long before finally settling on 18-minute version of the song. Alice's restaurant extended format, although unusual, was hardly unprecedented, especially during this era. According to Jeff Place, a record producer and folklife historian for the Smithsonian Folkways, Woody Guthrie adopted this style called Talking Blues, which came from Chris Bochillian, who was a 1920s country and blues musician. Bochillian wasn't a good singer, so he'd talk his way through a song. Woody thought it was a fabulous vehicle for social commentary. This particular song's first true breakthrough, one that commemorates a second golden anniversary, was Alice's February 1967 radio debut on New York City's WBIA-FM. Arlo is quoted as saying, I've been a big fan of WBAI. I've been to their studio several times, and one night they asked me to perform live. I had no idea they were taping, although it would, have stopped me from, it would not have stopped me from performing, because I just love those guys. By May of that year, the nonprofit WBAI was receiving so many requests to play Alice's Restaurant that it became a fundraising gimmick. They would play it after they'd been pledged enough money, but only then, recalled Guthrie, and then he quipped and added, eventually, they were playing it so often, they took pledges to stop playing it and ended up raising even more money that way. Let me talk to you a minute about my good friend, John Thompson, specifically his law office located in Grayson, Kentucky. John has years of experience in all sorts of legal issues and matters, especially divorces, criminal defense, personal injury, and property situations. If you are a resident of Kentucky and you have a legal need in any of those, or any other legal need for that matter, uh, trust me when I tell you, John will get the job done. Give him a call at area code 606 475 
888-283-3174. And I will tell you, this has been a paid advertisement, but I have been recommending John and his legal expertise to people for years. So it's about damn time I got paid for doing it. Once again, if you need help with any legal matter, call John Thompson at 606 475 3174. The next big event as far as the song Alice's Restaurant is concerned came at the famous 1967 Newport Folk Festival. After first performing the song to just maybe a dozen people at a Saturday afternoon topical song workshop, Arlo Guthrie repeated it for a Sunday afternoon audience of around 3,500. Their ovation was so overwhelming, the producers added Guthrie to the evening final, this time before 9,500 people, accompanied by an all-star cast of folk musicians. It would take a few paragraphs just to name all the artists who ended up playing with me, says Guthrie. But I was simply amazed that so many of my heroes were willing to participate. I learned later from Oscar Brand and Pete Seeger that they were worried that I was so young and inexperienced that performing for such a large crowd could have become a bad situation. So they wanted to show some support by sending out the performers who would sing with me. I was thrilled. The October 1967 release of an 18 minute and 20 second version of Alice on the album by the same name marks another milestone. Alice took up completely side one of the album, and the opposite side contained seven more songs, including the motorcycle song, another Guthrie perennial. Recalled Arlo, we recorded the album in a studio up in New York City. It was a live performance with the audience in the studio, not only for Alice's Restaurant, but for all the other songs as well. The audience had been invited by the producers and management, and they had already heard the song many times. The recorded version had little of the sparkle that occurred performing it live for an audience that hadn't heard it before, so for me it was kind of a difficult recording session. But now that I look back, it was crazy not to have the chance to record the rest of the album where you could work on it a few times in a normal studio setting. It could have been a lot better, but it's water under the bridge, and at this point, I don't think much about it unless somebody reminds me. Reflecting on why Alice still connects with audiences over 50 years later, despite it being about the Vietnam War and the military, Guthrie cites its timeless overall theme of question authority as why it still connects with audiences today. He is quoted as saying, I've remained distrustful of authority for my entire life. I believe it's one of the great strengths of democracy, that we take seriously our roles as the ultimate authorities by our interest and our votes. Young people have always had a rebellious streak. It goes with the territory of growing up. And although he would have several more hits in the oncoming years, such as coming into Los Angeles, which he played live at Woodstock in 1969, as well as a recording of the classic The City of New Orleans, Alice established and cemented and remains Arlo's most important song and his most recognizable. In Jeff Place's estimation, Arlo's legendary, not as big as Bob Dylan, but bigger than a lot of people who come along through the years but have been lost in time. 
his oversized personality, his humor, jokes, his whole being, all old thing appeals to a lot of people. So Alice has become its own Thanksgiving tradition as radio stations across the country still air it in its entirety, all 18 minutes of it, on that holiday day. So if you've never listened to Alice's Restaurant or you'll be listening to the thousandth time, on this Thanksgiving, as you sit around the table, be thankful for those that are with you, the food on your table, and an 18-minute song about trash and the Vietnam War. This is a sample of Arlo Guthrie's Alice's Restaurant. Happy Thanksgiving to each and every one of you from that one show. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Walk right in, it's around the back, just a half a mile from the railroad track. And you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Now it all started two Thanksgivings ago, it was on two years ago on Thanksgiving when my friend and I went up to visit Alice at the restaurant, but Alice doesn't live in the restaurant, she lives in the church nearby the restaurant in the bell tower with her husband Ray and Fatsha the dog, and living in the bell tower like that, they got a lot of room downstairs where the pews used to be, and Having all that room, seeing as how they took out all the pews, they decided that they didn't have to take out their garbage for a long time. We got up there, we found all the garbage in there, and we decided it'd be a friendly gesture for us to take the garbage down to the city dump. So we took the half a ton of garbage, put it in the back of a red VW microbus, took shovels and rakes and implements of destruction, and headed on toward the city dump. Well, we got there, and there's a big sign and a chain across the dump saying closed on Thanksgiving, and we had never heard of a dump closed on Thanksgiving before, and with tears in our eyes, we drove off into the sunset looking for another place to put the garbage. We didn't find one. Till we came to a side road, and off the side of the side road was another...